0: Hey, Group Talk listeners, Jason here, Group Talk producer, and thank you so much for tuning in. This month for Leadership Journey, we wanted to take you back July 2020 for one of Bill's episodes called The Four P's of Leadership. So whether you're new to Group Talk or you've been listening for years, this episode will be sure to help you along in your leadership journey. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Group Talk, four shows, one podcast from the Small Group Network, focusing on topics relevant to small group ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you're a volunteer or staff, we wanna support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax, listen, and enjoy Leadership Journey with Bill Search.
1: This is Bill Search, and I'd like to welcome you to the Leadership Journey. This is a brand new podcast with the Small Group Network. I wanna take a moment to thank my friends Steve Gladen, Carolyn Takeda, Nick Lenz, Derek Olson, all part of the Small Group Network, for the invitation to be part of this great team. We're here to serve you and it is a privilege to do so. And they've invited me to talk about leadership, one of my favorite topics. And as it pertains to leadership within the realm of small groups and church work, truly my favorite context of leadership in all conversations about leadership. And I want to start out with a question. I want you to think about this one. Who had a profound impact on you personally? Who's that person? Can you picture them? Who invested in you in such a way that you are who you are because of them? Can you see them? I bet as you think about that person, there's a smile on your face. Am I right? Now, let me ask you another question. Who is a famous person you admire? You've never met them. Movie star, theater, music, somebody in the world of politics or power, somebody very famous. Then you really admire them. My guess is you can picture them too. But I bet you there's not much emotion about that person. At least compared to the first person you pictured. The first person, there was warmth and there was memories and there was strong feeling. But when it comes to celebrity, well, you like them, but you might be excited to meet them, but you're not passionate in the same way. Why? Why? Well, because the first person knew you and you know they cared about you. You think about them the way they think about you with love and affection. There's warmth there. If they're no longer part of your life, maybe they passed away or moved away, you miss them. There's a little part of you that aches. And that's all because there was a a closeness there. There was a relationship there. Now, this new podcast is all about the stuff leaders care about. And sometimes we're going to talk about the leaders we lead. And sometimes we're going to talk about the leaders we're called to be. And the focus will sometimes be inward and sometimes outward. And most of the time, both a mixture. And there is one thing I'm convinced of, and it's why I've called this podcast The Leadership Journey. I'm convinced that leadership is just that. It's a journey. Nobody was born a great leader. They become great leaders. In fact, sometimes great leaders become lousy leaders. It's that kind of journey. Leadership is about discovery, and it's about learning, and it's about movement. It's a journey. It's a way of life. It's not a destination. We often say it, There's joy in the journey, and it truly is a joy in the leadership journey. And so what I want to talk about in this very first podcast is what I would call the four P's of leadership development. Four P's, because each of the words of the four P's, guess what? Starts with the letter P. Personal, practical, principled, persistent. Now, if you didn't write that down, don't worry, because we're going to come back to them. Let me unpack them one at a time. Let me start with personal. The leadership development process is personal. You know, no one should ever feel like they're part of a system or a serial number, that they exist only in a database, they're the, the recipient of a newsletter. There's nothing quite as dishonoring as feeling like you aren't human, that you're not important enough to be known. When you get a form letter, how do you feel? Listen to these words, convicting words from the prophet Ezekiel. This is in the 34th chapter, and if you've never read this chapter before, let me encourage you to take a moment, take take in fact take a, a part of a day, take a journal and just the 34th chapter of Ezekiel. It's haunting and convicting. Here you go. Woe to you shepherds of Israel who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat curds, clothe yourselves with the wool, and you slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally, so they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill they were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them you know i love the sections of the bible that tell us what to do but i also love the sections of the bible that tells what not to do and this is one of those what not to do type of passages it describes the bad leaders of the nation of israel and how does how does ezekiel describe the bad leaders well the bad leaders are selfish and self-focused they take care of their own needs first. They have no idea or concern about the condition of the flock. They have no idea where the flock even is. They don't even care if the flock's wandered away or is in danger. They don't make any personal effort to explore the needs or pursue the lost. And what does God say to that kind of shepherd? Woe to you. That's the word. Woe to you. That's scary. So as leaders, we ought to personally invest in the people we are charged to lead. We ought to know their stories, their cares, their concerns, know what motivates and what doesn't, what frightens them and what makes their heart race. We ought to know their birthdays, their anniversaries, their their happy days and their unhappy days. So the question here, this is really the question, and this will help me understand if I have a personal relationship with my people do I love my people? I mean, do I love them? Do they know that I love them? That's really the personal question there. It's a it's a question about love. But there's also the second P and this is that the leadership journey is practical. Let's be honest. Some of us are philosophical or poetic and we know who we are. We get excited about the ethereal and we use words like spiritual formation and we get excited about, Terms like solitude and the inner life and fasting. And there's nothing wrong with that stuff. That's good stuff. There's a place for that. But the people who are called to lead, they need the practical stuff of life. You look at Luke 10. When Jesus sends out the 72, this is his core band of leaders. These are the people he has poured himself into. And now he instructs them. He instructs them on what to do and where to go and what to take and how to respond when they're accepted and how to respond when they're rejected. Practical kind of stuff. He gives them both solid theology and simple advice. And you fast forward into the Gospels. On the very night in which Jesus was betrayed, at what we have now come to know as the Lord's Supper, he was celebrating the Passover. And he repurposes the Passover as a meal to help his followers celebrate and remember what he has done for them and for us. And 2,000 years later, we take a little bread and we take a cup and we remember what the Lord has done. How come? Well, he gave us really practical advice on how to do it, and we still do it. Now, here's the question. This is the practical question. Can our leaders pass on what we pass on to them? I mean, think about it. What you are doing with your leaders, can they pass that on to somebody else? If you're instructing if you're giving some wisdom, if you're imparting something, can they take what they are learning from you and pass it on to somebody else? If you think, well, I'm not sure, the odds are it's not very practical. But if they can, I think you know the answer.
0: Hey, Group Talk listener, Jason again, and I wanted to remind you that we're only about a month away from our biggest event of the year. Have you gotten your tickets for Lobby Gathering 2022 yet? Join us February 22nd through the 24th in sunny San Juan Capistrano, California. It's January, and I'm pretty sure almost all of us could use the sun. The small group networking event is sure to help you connect with new and veteran small group point people and give you an opportunity to relax along the way. Since you are a group talk listener, we have a special discount code just for you. Take advantage of this special by going to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash conferences under lobby gathering, click register before selecting your tickets. Be sure to enter promo code up top and enter group talk, all one word. Again, that's group talk, all one word for your exclusive $100 off. Hope to see you there. Now back to leadership journey.
1: All right, let's move on to the third peak. And this is the, this is the principled aspect of the leadership journey. Many years ago when I was a young man, I'd stay up very late watching a Saturday Night Live. I'm not proud of it. Most of it was not worth staying up for. But there was this funny segment entitled Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. And it spoofed what today we would call memes. But it was like this serene image and this gentle music and this just soothing voice would come over and just say the dumbest stuff. And it was spoofing all of the very profound things that people would set to a nice idyllic image with a beautiful musical backdrop. In fact, today we still do the same stuff. A few years ago, there was a company called Successories, and you could buy a poster with an inspirational phrase and image on it. And then there was a spoof company that came out that came out with a series called Demotivators, and they would do the same thing, only it would be something jaded and cynical. You probably have seen some variation thereof. And and the point is this, is that the world offers plenty of leadership ideas. And it's not all wrong. Some of it's good. Some of it's accessory type of stuff that motivates. I love a good leadership book or article just as much as the next person. But Christian leaders, we have a deeper and more profound well to draw from. See, it's our responsibility to nourish our souls and the souls of our leaders with the word of God. I'm reminded of the words of Paul to his protégé Timothy. He says all scripture's god-breathed and is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And I wonder if um I wonder if Timothy was bathed in a culture much like our own. There were a lot of books about leadership and there were a lot of books at the time uh, a lot of wisdom at the time about how uh, how a leader ought to conduct themselves or what it meant to be a strong kind of person. We still unearth various documents about that sort of stuff. And maybe Timothy was prone to reading some of that stuff. And again, not all that stuff's bad, but maybe the Apostle Paul was saying, hey, Timothy, remember this. Our book is the book. Our literature is the literature. That the man of God, the woman of God, would draw them their wisdom directly from the word of God. So here's the question. This is the question about principle. The principled nature of the leadership journey. What's your content? Or if we're keeping the metaphor of journey life, what's your map? What's your compass? what What is the source of your content? Is it scripture? It ought to be. And finally, the final P in this leadership journey is persistent. Whether it's self-leadership or the leadership of others, there's really no end. I mean, not till Jesus comes back. And there's some hints in scripture that even eternity will be its own exciting, blessed journey. See, we're constantly in a state of learning and growing. Have you ever noticed that usually the reward for doing a good job, of growing into a new layer of responsibility, is accumulating more responsibility? If you've ever served in the military, or if you have a job in a company, or or even work within a church, you know that hard work and when you actually show yourself faithful and people respond to your leadership, that means you get more responsibility. It's just the way it is. 50 years ago, there was a book that came out written by Lawrence Peter and uh, Raymond Hull. It was called The Peter Principle. And what they identified is that the average employee will tend to rise to their level of incompetence. Now, that's a pretty jaded way of looking at it, isn't it? You eventually get to your Peter Principle and you might have a boss like that or have had a boss like that. You might be that person. You find yourself in a position where you're like, I am not competent to do this job. And that's the truth. We all will get there. But the truly competent, wise person will grow into the responsibility they have. See, the real problem isn't that we're incompetent. The real problem usually is the leader quits learning, quits growing, quits adapting, quits collaborating, quits turning to the people next to him and says, Help me through this. See, a great leader partners with other people. They know what they don't know. Look at Moses, Joshua, David in the Old Testament, or Peter or Paul in the New Testament. Constantly growing. In their silver years, they were not the boys of their youth. Thank God. They grew. That's a good thing. As we age, we ought not become more rigid, more difficult, more cranky. No. No, as as we grow, we we should exude. More confidence in the Lord, not confidence in ourselves. In fact, as we grow, our confidence in ourselves ought to to actually uh, evaporate. As I get older, I feel like I know less all the time. How come? Well, because as I get older, I know that I know less all the time. And maybe I just described you too. But unfortunately, there's this other pattern which people get older and they become more, quote, set in their ways. They become more rigid. Now, certainly there are convictions that we ought to rigidly grab hold of, but those are few and far between and ought to be theologically rooted. But for the rest of the stuff of life, there ought to be this constant fertility of the mind that's willing to grow and to adapt. And that's part of what it means to be persistent. We need to be persistent in ourselves and grow. But there's also a persistence with other people we got to keep leading them we got to keep after them keep investing in them it's not one and done we don't train them in a september training event and turn them loose and and hope for the best no we persist alongside that's true of ourselves when we look in the mirror and this is true of those we're called to lead and so the the question here this is the question that you can ask yourself but this is a fun question to ask other people get ready to write this one down here's the question what did i learn last week not am i a learning kind of person am i a growing kind of person because everyone's going to answer that one yes no 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 ask a better question what did i learn last week and this is a fun one to ask other leaders what are what did you learn last week and might be a might be a moment there might be a, a quiet moment where either you don't or the other person if you've asked them a question they don't have an answer. But if you, if you give them enough time, they'll think of something. See, a, a persistent leader always is learning new stuff. So there you have it, the four P's of leadership development. Leadership development is personal. It's practical. It's principled. It's persistent. And I'm convinced this journey is best taken together. And I'm excited to be on this journey with you. What are you learning? What are you struggling with? I would love to hear it. Send me an email at grouptalk at smallgroupnetwork.com. Grouptalk at smallgroupnetwork.com. Or write a comment in our Small Group Network Facebook group. When this gets posted, put a question in there. Tag me in the question so that I know I'll be keeping an eye out. Or send me a message via one of the social media platforms or through that website that I or that email address I just gave you. I would love to hear from you. What are you learning? Or what are the questions about leadership that you think should be part of the leadership journey? Because ultimately, this is not my journey. This is not your journey. This is our journey. Our journey together. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time, God bless.
0: Hey, Small Group Network family, Jason Banzoff here, Group Talk producer and Small Group Network creative arts director. We really hope that you enjoyed the first installment of Leadership Journey with Bill Search. The past few weeks have been phenomenal, and I can't wait till next week. Now, before we go, let's talk about huddles. Huddles are like small groups for small group point people. Imagine having a place where you can talk about your ministry, gather ideas, and grow together with other people just like yourself. Make sure you check out smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash huddles to find one near you. You definitely will not regret it. And thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically.